Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. If you're a future lady lawyer, there's an exciting step I'm guessing you haven't taken yet. What is it? Figuring out the type of badass lady lawyer you should be. How do you do that? Well, let us tell you. A longtime friend of the podcast and kick-ass new lawyer coach, Angela Vorpal, has put together a free What Type of Lawyer Should I Be quiz. This is a 90-second quiz designed to reveal the type of law that will best fit your interests, career goals, and lifestyle. Can I get a yes, please? So don't wait another second. Go to whattypeoflawyerquiz.com to take the first step towards your dream future lawyering life. And then make sure and send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to nerd out over it with you. back to the Ladies Who Law podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And this week, we are going to be chatting a little bit about jobs. Now, what necessarily inspired this episode, Haley? So, I have decided to leave my firm and apply for new jobs. With that being said, over the past week, I've interviewed at quite a few firms. And since then, I was talking with Samantha and there were so many questions that were asked in my interviews or that she was talking to me about or, you know, these little tidbits of information that I had never even thought of before that I thought, okay, we have to share with the the listeners to talk about these different job interview specifics. And I just want to point out too that because you're being so open and you're really looking at all kinds, different types of law, like there's going to be different kinds of questions that you'll have to ask for different types of areas, just based on like background knowledge and, you know, the area itself, there can be some specifics. So we'll get into that too. Absolutely. So first things first, in every job interview, they always ask you, so after they grill you and ask you all the questions about yourself, they always say, so do you have any questions for us? And I think it's so important that you have questions for them because one, it shows your interest to, we're in a professional realm at this point. We've got to be, they're, they're dating us just as much as we're dating them. That's what I think about this process, a little bit of a speed dating situation. So one of my number one questions that I always asked every firm, because like Samantha said, I'm applying at all different types of law firms from family law to defense to plaintiff's work, all different things. So I always ask when they ask me what my questions are, what are your billable hour requirements? And one, I ask that because it gives them a chance to tell me that. 
and you know that's a way to kind of narrow down firms you know you gotta you gotta I don't want to say like rank them but in a way you kind of have to put them in these categories to figure out which one best fits you so I always ask that and what's interesting is obviously some firms don't have billable hours and they expect you to ask this. They're not like, well, why don't you know that we don't have billable hours there? You know, and some people sell you on the fact that they don't have billable hours, right? They're like, Oh, we don't have billable hours. There's no requirement. You just have to come to work, la 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 or whatever, you know? And other firms are like, we have a billable hour requirement of blank. So answer the general question, which you might be wondering, like, what is a good billable hour requirement? I would say 1800 to 1900 is what I've heard even before these job interviews. That was an average amount. And what's interesting is when you're talking with these potential employers, hear what they say about their billables. Is it strict? Is it one of those things where you you know you get a bonus if you reach it but you don't necessarily have to it's a goal it's a guideline things like that or they really like if you don't hit it you're in trouble you know you're you're you, you can just kind of tell in their voice and remember that they're also trying to sell you on this job so they're not going to tell you all the bad things but you can kind of read between the lines and i would say for billable hours like when you're talking about them um i'm going to use the example of insurance defense, because that's what I have personal experience with. And yeah. you have been in an interview, so we're kind of like chatting about it because yeah. there's some specifics. And I was like, oh, you have to know this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're working um, for c- certain clients, right? And insurance companies are notorious. Basically, what you do is this is kind of how it goes, right? You bill your hours, you're an associate, you bill your hours, you write them down, you bill what you work, and then your partner, will go in and kind of adjust those, right? But then they'll send it to the insurance company. And then the insurance company can basically like X out like half of your work if they want to, depending if they think that it's worth billing or not. You know, they'll kind of decide on their requirements because they they will send you, each insurance company will have like their own set of requirements for billing and like what's billable, what's not kind Mm -hmm. of deal. Um, Some insurance companies like to cut hours more than others. You know, it's just kind of like what's, What's the vibe? Mm-hmm. Some insurance companies will just like not even look at it. It's just like whatever you bill, they'll pay. Yeah. Um, so that's something to kind of like, I don't know if you can necessarily ask that kind of thing. What I would approach it more as is like, if you're talking to someone else at the firm who works there, mm-hmm. I would be like, so like, how do your hours look like? Do they get cut a lot? Or, you know, like, what is the process. I wouldn't, you know, like there's ways to find out also like the clients, right? Mm -hmm. You can look at sometimes, sometimes on their websites. I know my old firm, like on the website would put like what insurance companies they were had as clients. Um, So if you know anything about certain clients, you can kind of like get an idea, you know, Um, just little things of the industry, right. That you would, if you're going into an insurance events, good to know. Right. Because I think that's, if you like read it, look it up. Right. Because I didn't know this until I was in insurance defense. A lot of people end up overworking just because a lot of their hours are getting cut, right? So Mm -hmm. if their hours are getting cut, you have to bill more to make up your hours. Yeah. So let's say you're working 40-hour week, but your your hours are really only at 30, right? Or 20. Or 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're going to have to make that up another way, Mm, which is probably going to be working more. 
And I would say too, I didn't ask this question in my interview with the insurance defense firms, but I feel like certain firms, again, you have, you can, you're smart people. You can read the room. Um, I feel like at one of the firms, I could have definitely asked that and they would, or, and also too, maybe in a way of like, okay, well, do you guys cut associates hours? Do insur- do you, do your clients, do your insurance clients make you cut their hours? You know, just curious. I've heard of that before. Just want to know. Because I also really do think that that stuff is important to know before you accept a job because it can change from a job to B job in, in, in which one you accept because knowing you might have to work so many more hours just to reach the, their requirement. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's why, and I'm sure there's other specific types of law. Like I'm just saying from what I personally know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people can get burned out, right? There, it's great experience, obviously, because you're super busy and you're doing all the cool things. But you are working like a, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. Depending at the firm, you know, it's also how the firm handles it and how the the which clients they take. It's so specific, right? And that's why you got to ask these questions, kind of dig around, do your little Nancy drewing, you know, because yeah, you'll be you, better off knowing. Absolutely, no, I totally agree. Yeah. And I think that they expect you, the interviewers expect you to have these questions. It's also funny too, just from doing these interviews, I've realized that as attorneys, as lawyers, we are great at the law. We are great at talking about the law and these different things. But when it sometimes, not everyone, sometimes we struggle to have those conversations to talk about this stuff. So when you're at your interview and you can kind of ask questions and you're kind of leading the conversation, it helps comfort them, but it also shows your interest. So another really good question that I always ask is, okay, so tell me about the structure of the firm. And what's interesting about that question is that's really subjective, right? They can go into any part of the firm. You know, you weren't saying like, how does the partners and associates structured or anything like that? So with that question, I had a lot of different answers from the way that the firm runs like financially and how you get cases to uh, a breakdown from managing partner to partner to associate and how the work's doled out. So that was really interesting too, because that wasn't necessarily something that I expected. When I asked the question, I was thinking more about how the work is doled out and things like that. Not necessarily like how long does it take for me to become a partner? Things like that, right? So I think it's important too when you're in job interviews to make sure you're listening, duh, but not to just plan your questions and to kind of take a step back, listen, and not be afraid to ask follow-ups to really get down to what you're wanting to know. Because I just can't express this enough. I think it's so important to we say this many times, put yourself first. When it comes to your career, putting yourself first. But it's really important. Uh, for me, the reason that I'm leaving my firm is because it just was not a good fit. The respect, appreciation um, wasn't there for me. So I knew that I needed a place where there could be mentorship and an open door policy. And I was really looking for vibes. Like I know that sounds goofy probably, but it was a lot about who the people were, and what they were like. So in my question about structure of the firm, I also follow up with, so what is my job going to look like here? Because as a young associate, there's no telling, right? You know, some firms have, um, you know, 
uh, people who just take cases automatically and you just kind of go while other other firms, you know, it's a partner associate relationship and you work that way. So I was really interested in figuring out what my work was going to be and what that looked like. So, and the reason I bring this up is because with that, I learned things that weren't on the job application and weren't something that I don't even know if they would have told me unless I asked. And that is that you're going to be working with certain partners or you're going to be at certain places. Um, You're going to be doing, you're going to be at a certain office, maybe not the one that you interviewed at. It's just these little different things that I feel like the more, after you have your first job, you learn quickly, like these are the things that matter to me. Um, and that's why I want to like share these with you now so that when you guys are interviewing for internships, even and jobs, you can just have these questions in your back pocket to be able to pull out. But also as you grow as an attorney and into your legal career, you can be like, Oh, that's what the girls were talking about. That's what they were talking about. That cutting hours thing. Cause I think that that's so important. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. I also think that, you know, a lot of this is geared towards like, you're already an attorney, right? And because these are like attorney, your attorney roles. But I do think that these questions are even relevant. Like if you are, like you said, looking for an internship, because a lot of firms for most people, like once you interned with them, you usually a lot of times start working for them, right? If you pass the bar and then you start working for them. Um, And sometimes it's kind of like, if you have like a smaller firm, right? It's kind of like blurred lines. You don't really know like what is expected of you or like what is the structure? I only know it as an intern. They're not telling me all the financials because I'm not an attorney. You know, it's not like I have that authority yet, you know, but it's important stuff to know. And also like, are you comfortable asking those questions 
at that point, you know, like, so it's, it's a good thing to get it over. I think if you are interning and get these questions out there, so you kind of know what you're looking forward to, because these, like your internship might turn into your full-time job. And if you at least have an idea of what that's going to look like, you, it could make, make or break taking the internship even, you know? I think that's such a good point. And you can be intentional from the beginning. I think it also shows that you're interested and you're, you care and that you are willing to, in a way, invest in the firm because you're asking these kinds of questions. You're, you're wondering, it doesn't even really matter to you yet, but you're like, Hey, so I was just wondering like, what's the billable hour requirement around here? That shows interest in the firm in the future. It shows that you want to be there. So if that's the case, maybe you're already an intern. Maybe you're going to be a 3L. Maybe you're like, I already kind of have a job offer, but I don't know. Perfect. When you go down to sit, excuse me, when you go to sit down with them and really discuss what your offer is going to be, these are the kinds of questions you can ask. Because again, no one wants to be the person who sits there and they're like, do you have any questions? No, no, we don't want to be that. Those aren't our kinds of peeps. These, that's not what our listeners are. We want you guys to have those questions to be able to ask. And so, yeah, you might already know what the structure of the firm is like. You might already know, okay, I have to have these billable hours, but like what other questions can I ask? So I thought of a few. One is the interviewer that you have. Now, again, if you're an intern, you might know the answer, but maybe not. This might be a great time to really get to know another person in the firm that you're chatting with, maybe a managing partner. Um, How long have you been with the firm? What did your career look like before you came to the firm? And I always like to ask people this because it helps me understand their background, where they came from and why they might be the type of attorney that they are, especially in job interviews. Because again, I'm looking for vibes. I need to understand where this person's coming from and if we're going to mesh, you know? Um, And I think that it allows them to talk about themselves, which is always comforting because it's not like, oh my God, like what's torts or, oh my God, what's the billable hours requirement? I can't remember those questions about the firm. You can ask about them and they can talk about themselves. And I also think it's very important to ask, okay, so if there's multiple offices, maybe there isn't, what does the firm do for fun? Never be afraid to ask that. Never think like, oh my God, am I going to be like a loser because I want to have fun? No, no, this is your job. This is your livelihood. And yeah, I want to piggyback off of that because when I was interviewing for my job, I obviously, my dad was like coaching me on like, because it was yeah. like my first like, jo- like attorney no job. Yeah. You know, like none of our friends have really done it. Um, and he asked me, he was like, what? a good question to ask the way you can frame it is like what is the corporate culture like and how do you guys like how do, is there any like activities or events that you guys do to foster that relationship that corporate culture kind of deal if you want to use more like language you know um, and maybe they're a bigger firm so that really fits that corporate right? culture so it's not like what yeah. do we do for fun do we go to happy hour you know <laughs> you know no, like, yeah. what do we do to foster the corporate culture and you know relationships around here in the relationship among the attorneys you know if it's yeah. a small you don't want to say what do we do to foster the relationship among the attorneys and yeah. camaraderie exactly yeah. and then they'll, they'll be like oh yeah our young lawyers is whatever go oh, to the young lawyers all have something. Oh, yeah mm-hmm. you know everyone every firm usually does something like i know mine does like a christmas party because we're all remote you know so it's kind of like yeah. well yeah. and go to one a little spill yeah. and, and they're used to that they're used to people because i'm telling you the market now 
is fierce in the sense that everyone's got to step up and every employer has to step up to the plate and offer certain things. And I think that includes events where everyone gets to hang out and meet each other because as attorneys, you're working your hiney off and you don't really have a lot of time to just chat. And again, going back to attorneys having trouble sometimes being normal social skill people, it's good. It's good to go out and have time even. And, you know, and it maybe uh, you know, we've had many talks on this podcast about sober and things like that. And maybe you say like, okay, well, do you do anything other than happy hour? You know, you can ask these questions without being really, well, I can't do, you know, and I know that you guys know that. And I feel like I'm just preaching to a wall at this point, but I just want to remind you in case you do get a little nervous in those situations. Cause I know I've been hella nervous this past week interviewing with people just because you are putting yourself out there. You're scared about honestly rejection. I mean, let's be honest. Like I think one of the hardest parts of job interviewing is not knowing how they feel about you when you leave. And you can just be like, and what's funny is everyone asks you, well, how did it go? What do you think? And I've gotten to the point now I'm so jaded where I'm like, we'll see, we'll see. You know, I, I can't even like, I, in my heart, I can't even like put a like double star, triple star on a firm because I don't want to get hurt. And everything has knock on wood has worked out for me thus far. And it has been good. And it has showed me like, okay, interviewing was good, like validation in a way. But at the same time, I understand the, uh, interviewing and not knowing what's going to happen and having to wait. Okay. Last question to make sure that you ask, because I really think this is important for our, uh, anxious girlies like me. Um, what's the timeline? (laughs) What's the timeline that I'm going to hear back from you? Um, how quickly are you looking to hire? Um, what's your ideal potential start date? And all these things are good because, you know, you might be trying to figure out when you're going to move, when you're going to start getting paid, when all these different things that, you know, your life low key revolves around. Those are good questions to ask, because I think, again, it shows your interest in the firm and it shows that you um, are seriously considering it. And even if, and again, maybe at the end of it, you're not, and you're like, this is not going to happen. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys taking my interview. You maybe you don't ask those questions. And I and I totally respect that. But if you're liking them in any possible way, I think those are some good last follow-up questions, you know, uh to ask just because it kind of sets you up for any more job interviews that you need to go do. Um like I said, moving or just figuring out your life, having a little bit of a plan to know what to do for giving your two weeks. If you don't know when a start date is and you give your two weeks too early or too late, you know, miscommunication. So those are definitely my, uh, my tips. Well, I think they were amazing and I'm sure you'll have even more as you know, if you keep on interviewing, I know you have a few offers on the table, so we'll see what you end up having. We'll, have to update the pod on what oh, ends sure. up happening, Bobby. Um, and I'll give the and, whole story of why I'm yeah, leaving. Yeah, the, yeah, the whole the whole shebang because it's definitely a type of episode where we're gonna have to like have a glass of wine and mm. <laughs> a wine yeah. and chat. Wine and chat. <laughs> um, you guys get ready for that. You know yeah. when you have you know, when you see that episode pop up where it's like wine night with Sam and Hay. Make sure to pour yourself your own drink. It doesn't have to be a drink. It can be a mocktail. It can Literally. be water. Just pour um, something because, and sit down. <laughs> yeah, sit down. 
and maybe some popcorn too. Yeah, because um, it's juicy. Yeah, because it can it will it'll be lots of piping hot tea. But on that note, we have um, a pretty busy week uh, coming up ahead. Yeah, so if you don't like hear from us much. It's because we're gonna be off. Samantha is getting married this week. When this comes out that Saturday, Samantha is getting married to her law school sweetheart. I think we need a whole episode on just that. Cause that's yes, we'll have to do a, a breakdown of like how the whole, yes. To the, to the wedding, the whole bit yeah. recap the wedding. Um, yes. So that is going to be this week. Like Samantha said, we're probably going to be a little MIA probably also next week. She's a busy lawyer girl has some work stuff coming up. So um, be patient with us. I know there's a lot of DMs in there that need to be answered. We're getting to you guys, I promise. After um, the wedding, we'll have a because obviously you guys probably know Haley's my maid of honor, so she's mm-hmm. very entrenched in this stuff too. So once it's all over, we'll have some breathing room to kind of be like, ah, oh. to give you guys our full attention. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, when we give you the recap, I'll obviously tell you any the drama. And the planning and like, cause I think a lot of people have questions like, would you have done it again? You know, that, that idea that people are always like, right after law school. Yeah. The whole yes, thing. Exactly. The whole bit. And I mean, ugh, I just, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even planning a wedding in law school. makes me shiver. So. Oh my God. I can't even imagine the people who did it in law school. Like yeah. we'll talk, we'll talk about it, but we love you guys. Obviously if you, if you want to see part start, like, Perk. I was going to say perks of the wedding. No. Perks Part. of the wedding. Uh, follow us on our private uh, mm. Instagram. So Haley, uh, it's both in the Ladies Who Law School Instagram bio. You can follow mm. us. You can see our snaps from the night. I'm sure we'll be posting I there. I will be posting a lot. Yeah. I have, I have some content ideas in place already. Wedding and all that fun stuff. So yeah. So um, we can't wait to talk to you next time. I'll be a married woman when you will be changed that's so weird um but yeah we love you guys stay safe stay healthy buy some merch actually we've seen that a lot of you guys have been buying merch lately and i was like oh my god slay keep on getting those sweaters um they're really warm especially the l woods legal jargon one i will say that that's a very comfy sweater because of the specific kind it is yeah and it's so cute and you can wear it and you 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 know you can be an it's just not really, Yeah, it's not like cheesy. It's no. just just cute. If you don't like Elwoods, we don't like you. Oh. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> bye. bye guys.